News starts right now. Water songs. Did you just repeat what I said <laughs> off air, you jerk? Yeah. I love it. Oh, that's a great song, too. So uh, we're having an interview right now with uh, uh, Matt Posner. He is the um, uh, executive director of the uh, per- Pensacola and Perdido Bay Estuary Program. Uh, Matt, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning, Andrew. How are you doing? Good morning. So there's a. This is something that we're going to start with basics here because I love that you guys have the uh, estuary101.com as the website that you've launched, and it's a good educational resource for people. Because if you had asked me, I don't know, a year ago, probably, what's an estuary? I would have been like, huh, that's a hard word to say. <laughs> that's what I know. So I'm going to let you do the defining for people who do not know what's an estuary. That's a great question, Andrew, and that's one that we get so often we decided to dedicate a whole campaign towards it. So an estuary is really where the river meets the sea in in the most basic of terms. So that is our inland waters, our bays, our sounds, our bayous, uh, basically anything that's in our protected protected inland waters is considered an estuary. And these estuaries are critical uh, areas for not not only our sport fishery, um, but really provide a significant amount of ecosystem services, whether it's uh, providing seagrass habitat or oyster habitat. Um, These areas are just super important to be able to sustain those fisheries that we so often uh, enjoy being able to go out and fish for uh, red snapper or trout or pick your your favorite species to, to fish for. And so for people, again, because I feel like, you know, it's the kind of stuff that maybe some people think, God, everybody knows this, and yet I know people, okay? <laughs> and it's just not true that everybody knows this. Um, the difference between an estuary and, say, a watershed, which is, again, a word that I think a lot of people know exactly what that is, and a lot of people are like, yeah, you know, I've seen that word. What does that mean? Right. So while the estuary may be uh, defined as the area where the river meets the sea, the watershed really focuses on that whole drainage area that that funnels into an estuary. Uh, and so in the case of the Pensacola and Perito Bay's estuary, we have a, a watershed size of around 8,000 square miles. Uh, actually, the Pensacola Bay watershed uh, starts uh, just in Montgomery County, just outside the city of Montgomery in Alabama. So we're talking about a significant area that we're talking about of water being picked up, uh, draining down into the Scambia River or the Yellow River or the Blackwater River uh, before it makes its way down into the Scambia Bay, Pensacola Bay, and then ultimately the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, so essentially everything that happens on land impacts our estuaries. And so that's really why we try to work uh, across uh, across and use both of those terms that we can't just focus down here in Pensacola, down in the estuary, but we have to work across that whole watershed scale to make improvements in water quality and habitat. And so thinking about, you know, water quality, thinking about fisheries, thinking about oysters, thinking about all of the things that are true of an estuary requires you to back up and think about all the things that are true in the watershed and how that's affecting that. Because, you know, if, if for example, you could go through today with a giant filter, you know, and theoretically, and just clean out all of the gunk and mess and whatever is in the estuary – well, some of that would do good work, obviously, because it's there from 30, 40, 60 years ago, maybe. But 
within a certain amount of time, the watershed would replenish all the whatever. <laughs> and so if you don't solve the watershed issues, you ultimately can't really solve the estuary issues, right? That's exactly right, Andrew. It's, it's, an, ongoing, it's an ongoing effort. Uh, and so while there may be uh, some legacy uh, um, pollution from the past, um, there continues to be inputs from uh, sanitary sewer or septic systems. Uh, stormwater is one of the biggest inputs. So everything that happens uh, in terms of, of when you're driving, if you're leaking oil and, oil and grease from your vehicle or you have wear on your tires, or whether you, you're a property owner that um, is maybe applying a fertilizer that, that, you know, we get a big brainstorm and it runs right out into the bayou and ultimately into the bay. Those sorts of things have an impact on our water quality. And that's really what we're focusing on with this Estuary 101 campaign is trying to provide some tips and tricks uh, to individuals, to property owners, uh, to businesses on what they can do uh, to have an impact on improving the conditions in our base systems. So that way we'll make sure that we have a, a healthy sustainable and thriving uh, estuary for, for generations to come. No, it's great stuff. We're talking to Matt Posner. He is the uh, head of the Pensacola and Purdue Bay Estuary Program. You've heard that in the news for getting federal designation lately. We'll get to that in just a second. Uh, let's come. Let's hang on for him for just a second and get Canyon here with Traffic on the Fives. And uh, we're not showing any accidents or slowdowns. Not yet. Lillian, Blue Angel looking just fine. 98 is clear from Navarre to Gulf Breeze into Pensacola. Three Mile Bridge also not showing any delays. If you have any traffic tips, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3. Informative. Local. Dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to Matt Posner. So, so Matt, you know, there's been a long, like decades long campaign to get people to think about, for example, you know, what happens when they flush a toilet or what happens when they throw something in the garbage or what happens when they recycle as opposed to throwing something in the garbage or all of that kind of stuff and the sort of the chain of custody after your house for things. But there probably hasn't been nearly enough done to educate people on estuary impact issues. Like, for example, you know, if you wash your car, and then the water runoff from that goes into the storm drain, and the storm drain goes into the Carpenter's Creek, and Carpenter's Creek flows into the bay, and then that's the bay meets the uh, you know the Gulf. That's an estuary activity. Or if you have a septic system that overflows, or you have a big rain event that pushes that, or you have fertilizer on the lawn that pushes it, or you know, like all of that stuff is all what you're trying to get people to see is that you know plastic bags that blow into the storm drain. That's estuary issues, right? Absolutely. That's that's one thing where those you know, individual actions or, or issues may not seem uh, like a lot, uh, but those uh, impacts cumulatively have have a big impact on on the health and resilience of, of our estuaries. And so, uh, a lot of those issues, for example, uh, such as um, you know may, maybe a, a broken or um, impacted uh, sewer line on, on your property, uh, can have a tremendous impact on overwhelming the sanitary sewer uh, infrastructure, and that can cause the sanitary sewer overflow, resulting in um, um, you know, waste getting in, into our surface waters. It's those sorts of things that we're trying to prevent, work with our partners not only at the jurisdictional and utility level, but now really be able to, to work with uh, individual members of the community, whether they're residents or whether they're visitors, uh, to make sure that we kind of bring this to the surface to say, hey, you know, here's what you can do on your property or here's what you can do, you know, on, on your um, as part of your business to help improve the conditions that we have because there's only so much that, that um, the local governments are able to do within, within their jurisdiction. It really is kind of a public-private um, partnership and effort to be able to improve our conditions 
in, in the Pensacola and Perito Bay region. And, you know, the, the importance of estuary uh, management and just thinking about how to keep the estuary functioning properly is things like, you know, the oyster, the impact of runoff of dirt clouding up the water. So the, you know, the things that live in the bays, for example, can't live in the bays or don't do as well. But also things like we have an extremely high rainfall here in Pensacola, higher, uh, one of the highest in the nation. It was something that kind of surprised us when we were moving here. And the reason that's relevant is because that means you have a constant, a higher than average uh, influence of rain and where the rain flows and what it flows across influencing our estuaries. It's, you know, so what we do on land matters even more here in Pensacola than it might in other places uh, because of that. Now, um, recently, you guys have been working on this push to get this uh, designation. And why is that important? Yeah, it's it's something that uh, will really be a transformational effort uh, for our region once it's all said and done. Um, we should have said from the beginning that the Pensacola and Prito Bay Estuary Program is a locally based program, uh, but based on um, a U.S. Environmental Protection Agency model, National Estuary Program, that was originated back in the late 1980s. Uh, there have been no new national estuary programs created in 28 years at this point. It's, it's been a, a long time. Uh, since since around 1995, um, we've been pushing for going on the last two years to become that first new national estuary program in 28 years. Uh, we would become the 29th program uh, to receive that congressional designation, that designation from U.S. Uh, EPA. With that would come substantial funding to our area and to our program, uh, and that also kind of puts us in um, – uh, an exclusive class of, of grant opportunities that we otherwise wouldn't be eligible for. And so when we're talking about water quality improvement, when we're talking about habitat and coastal resilience, those sorts of things we're able to advance with this designation uh, and being able to leverage um, significant funds uh, from the federal government in addition to state and local um, opportunities that are already available. So it really is a, a funding opportunity side of things to make sure that our region um, kind of goes to that uh, estuary of national significance uh, designation that it truly deserves. Well, it's good work. It's an important program. The website that was just launched is estuary101.com, E-S-T-U-A-R-Y 101, the numbers.com. Matt Posner is the executive director of the Pensacola and Perito Bay Estuary Program. Matt, good information. Thank you for teaching us a little bit about this, and thanks for the uh, the work that you and your folks are doing. And, I, you know, I think Grover's working with you now. Um, so it's good to have you guys doing this work to make sure that our water quality is what it should be, sir. Thanks so much for the time. Thanks, Andrew. Appreciate it. You Have a good bet. morning. Absolutely. You, you, good, good morning. 621 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. If you're thinking about selling your home, trying to figure out is now the time, should I wait, should I have done it already? Maybe so. Um, no, but, I mean, you know, look, you, you have what you have now, right? And how, you want to get the best value out of that home. You want to be able to get the highest price for that home. And, you know, I've told you before so many times that Christina Leavenworth and her folks at Leavenworth Realty are genuinely really, really good at this. I was kind of just chatting with her yesterday, and she's telling me, you know, Andrew, even though the market has cooled, even though it's not what it once was, you know, uh, we've got a home in Milton that sold in one day uh, that we just did. We've got uh, another home uh, that's a house in Crown Point under contract in just one day. Um, she speaks at real estate conferences trying to teach other realtors how to do the stuff that she does. And, uh, you know, just 
there's all kinds of things that are going on in terms of what they're getting done, what they're getting sold. Uh, they've got one house that's got an offer at $5,000 over list, even in this market. You know, she's got it figured out. She and her folks at Levin Rinky Realty know how to get your house, your house sold for the best possible price. So call her and find out what she thinks she can do with your home. That's it. 723-9158. 723-9158 for Christina Leavenworth and her team at Levin Rinky Realty. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Mike Gaffel here, serial entrepreneur. Business owners, are you aware that your current payroll provider is overcharging you? Don't believe me? Get on PatriotSoftware.com to instantly see what payroll for one to 500 employees should cost you. Also, don't fall for gimmicks your current payroll provider will use to justify their higher prices, like bundling in extra HR services you really don't need. And don't let them lock you into an annual contract. Patriot Software doesn't make you sign an annual contract. These are just a few reasons our payroll customers rate us 4.9 out of 5 stars. Go to PatriotSoftware.com, use promo code RADIO, and get two months of payroll processing free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Hello, this is Mary with Howard Young Flooring. Shopping for flooring can be a little overwhelming. At Howard Young Flooring, we are here to help you any way we can and answer any questions you may have so that you can make knowledgeable decisions. We understand the importance of each and every customer and would like to thank you for allowing us into your homes. For those we have not met, we hope to see you soon. Visit us today at 4333 Avalon Boulevard in Milton. We look forward to covering your future. I'm Claire Stewart with the University of West Florida. Summer is just around the corner and we are once again hosting Explore Summer Camps to provide weeks of fun and education for your school-aged children to enjoy. Join us on the Pensacola Expert Panel as we share the many camps available this year and how your campers can get signed up. Tune in today at 9 a.m. to learn more about Explore Summer Camps. That's today on the Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Informative news and talk. Local news and talk. And dependable news and talk. Now on the FM dial at 95.3. I just hear that name and I shudder. Mufasa. Do it again. Mufasa. 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 It tingles me. Good morning, 625 here on News Radio 92.3. Um, seems like those lyrics were different when we sang them. Uh, <laughs> I can't help but think that every single time every single I hear time. the song, no matter who's singing and it. Not so much that version, but the one by Billy Idol, I think. Uh, yes, we, we do hear in it a clubs. Little, and yeah, we might, you might hear it a little differently in your head if you were clubbing every in the time. 80s. <laughs> David. Mom, what's he talking about? Don't ask. Uh, David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. uh, David, go ahead. The bodies of two Americans who died after being kidnapped in Mexico last week will be returned to the U.S. today. They were part of a group that crossed the border for a a medical procedure last Friday. Investigators say they were caught in the crossfire between rival gangs. The biggest nuclear power plant in Europe is without power today after Russian missile strikes. Ukraine's nuclear... Energy Agency says the last link between the 
uh, Zaporiza plant and the nation's power grid has now been severed. The, pl- the uh, plant Russian forces took over last year, though, is uh, running on diesel generators that can supply power for 10 days. Tiger Woods facing some potentially expensive litigation. His ex-girlfriend is now suing him for $30 million. Erica Herman claims that Woods kicked her out of their home and changed the locks when they broke up, despite an alleged oral agreement that she could live there for five years. Well, I, the way I understood it is that uh, he managed to get her to leave the house and then change the locks. And, you know, and she's trying to sue to undo the NDA, or not NDA, uh, pre, uh, prenuptial, or whatever. Right. Like, okay, well, that's why you have him. You can have <laughs> I mean, him as a girlfriend? I guess. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of a... I, I, don't, I barely saw well, the story, but that's what I took away from it. Having uh, money like that would just be a whole experience. All the new that, problems. Yeah. I know. I, right. I, I hope more we money, get to experience it one day. <laughs> Let's get, no, you know can. what I mean. Not the, yeah, okay. I get you what you mean. Right. Not the hitting people, not the hitting the SUV with the... You know. Well, that, yeah, no, that, yeah, definitely. Um, oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, the how road, do the roads look? Roads look fine, and uh, we're not showing any of those slowdowns or delays. Taking a look, uh, a 98, as I mentioned earlier, looking just fine. Not showing any problems on Vienna Luna. 87, also clear in Avalon, not showing any problems either. Uh, we do see a crash, it looks like, on 295. That's Pine Forest, it looks like. Uh, use caution there, caution, of course, wherever you are, and it looks like that is not a roadblock. If you see an accident or you have a traffic tip, for Three seven sixteen twenty News Radio ninety two three informative local dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. So, um, Sam Parker. Um, <laughs> here's here's where this gets to be kind of interesting. We talked about this on Tuesday, right? Uh, on Tuesday, I told you all about the you know and played you the clips a lot. We talked about his comments about Jew you down, what he said at the uh, rental place, and then you know the allegations that he was trying to get uh, sales tax discount or whatever. And I explained to you my position on all this. I think. Uh, I, you know, I don't think much of that is a racial slur. I don't say it. I just don't think it is. I, I said it's a one on a 10 scale of all the racial slurs. It's one on a 10 scale. Should you say it? Eh, probably not. You know, um, do, do I think that he really understood what it meant? I also think probably not. Um, but the reason this is kind of interesting is because, of course, today we have the Santa Rosa County, the regular meeting. And we learned on Monday. Gentlemen, just so everyone's aware, so the board is aware and public is aware, I will not be here for Thursday's meeting uh, Commissioner Parker's vice chair will be running that meeting. Uh-huh. I'll be um, absent. He's going to be uh, working on some stuff with, uh, I think he's uh, going to be in D.C. working on the Navy, uh, the outlying uh, landing field that they're working on trying to swap with the Navy or buy from the Navy or whatever. Uh, so Sam is going to be chairing the meeting. So you know that there's going to be a lot of people there who have gotten all worked up about this. There have been threats against him because of this. It's made national news yesterday. Um, like Newsweek picked it up. The Jerusalem Post of all places picked it up. I think MSN had an article about it. All very superficial. They didn't bother doing a lot of investigation. They just kind of repeated the stuff and said, look, it's a racial slur. How dare he? Um, okay. So I don't know. They've actually got Santa Rosa County sheriffs. Uh, extra sheriffs posted there to, you know, make sure that everything goes in an orderly way. Good uh, work by South Santa Rosa News reporting on that. Anyway, um, I don't know what to expect at the meeting this morning other than um, I would kind of expect Sam to address it. And we'll see, you know, what he says. I would hope, I would hope that he's going to address it in a way that kind of deflates, diffuses the whole situation. And knowing Sam, I would think that's, you know, pretty, I, you know, I hope. Then again, the people who are angry are so happy to be angry that, um, you know, I would think that they're not going to be uh, silent. And I would anticipate the meeting this morning to be a bit of a circus, unfortunately, which is genuinely unfortunate because you ought to be able to do the business of the county. But, uh, you know, we'll see.
<laughs> we'll see how it turns out. Uh, David Wayne, what do you have coming up in your news, sir? A Baldwin County woman was killed in a cra- or was killed in a crash this week. Also, there's a new Publix in Navarre. Those stories and more after Fox. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell's hospitalized after a fall at a Washington, D.C. hotel. The 81-year-old had been at a private dinner when it happened. This isn't McConnell's first time for this kind of fall. Back in 2019, the Republican leader tripped and fell at his home in Kentucky. That's when he fractured a shoulder. Fox Jill Nato. There's a Senate hearing this morning about a train derailment in Ohio. Norfolk Southern CEO Alan Shaw, along with representatives from the EPA and first responders, all set to testify before the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee in the wake of a series of recent train derailments, including the toxic train crash in East Palestine, Ohio, last month. Fox's Jeff Manasso. The budget proposal President Biden announces today in Philadelphia includes a new billionaire's tax and a higher corporate tax rate and more money for child care and preschool. It would eliminate tax subsidies for oil and gas companies. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 631 News Radio 92.3. I'm David Wayne. 66 degrees, partly cloudy right now in Pensacola. A Daphne woman has died after a crash in Baldwin County. Happened on Tuesday this week. The Alabama Law Enforcement Agency says 76-year-old Gail Cooper was killed after the vehicle she was riding in was hit by a truck. This happened on Alabama 181 near mile marker 10. Troopers say Cooper was pronounced dead at the scene. The driver, Donald Cooper, was taken to the hospital uh, to be treated for his injuries. Channel 3 reporting an investigation is underway at Pine Forest High School after alleged reports of multiple students getting sick after eating edibles yesterday. According to the Escambia Sheriff's Office, one student was taken to the hospital yesterday. Deputies believe all of the students who were feeling ill may have ingested edible gummies. The Sheriff's Office is still investigating. Uh, Navarre residents have a new Publix that opened its doors yesterday. The 48,387-square-foot store located on Navarre Parkway in Winhaven Plaza. Uh, the store will be open 7 a.m. to 10 p.m., according to a Facebook post by the grocery chain. The Bruce, Be- Bruce Beach Project heading into its second phase of construction soon. Designers say it's on track for a targeted opening date next year. The Pensacola Council got an update at the Community Redevelopment Agency this meeting this week. Designers say the uh, first phase of construction should be wrapped up by uh, early summer. The park will include a central plaza with a walkway, shade structures, two public lawn areas, a learning garden, and uh, they say native trees are being preserved. 194 additional trees will also be planted when the park opens. It will also have restroom access, although it will temporarily be restroom trailers until they're able to build a permanent restroom facility. A pedestrian bridge will also connect Bruce Beach to the Community Maritime Park. Governor Ron DeSantis accusing critics of a hoax over new rules on school library books. He says new state rules against woke content did not ban books about baseball legends like Roberto Clemente and Hank Aaron from the uh, Duval County School District in Jacksonville. The Department of Education went to, I think it was Duval County, said, hey, wait a minute, you have a beef with Hank Aaron or Roberto Clemente? Where are you getting this? And DeSantis accusing school district employees in Jacksonville of promoting a false narrative. He says state laws do require teaching of African-American history, including slavery and Jim Crow laws. He showed explicit sections of books with LGBTQ themes that 
he says, were found in school libraries. According to various reports, hundreds of books have been removed from school uh, school district libraries around the state. Well, it's all clear now, but there was a bomb threat that caused Escambia County to evacuate the Rosa Parks ECAT bus transit complex on Fairfield Drive yesterday. Deputies responded to that complex just after 6 o'clock when a bomb threat was made. The area was searched by deputies, also by the PPD bomb dog, and the sheriff's office says they're investigating now who made that threat. 635 News Radio 923. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives with Candy. All right, showing an accident now. It looks like Pace and Fairfield, uh, right in front of the waterfront rescue mission. So, uh, caution there. It doesn't look like it's tying things up a whole lot, but I think that's just because it's early. <laughs> so, uh, maybe avoid that area. Not in front, yeah, right in front of the uh, Pensacola waterfront uh, rescue mission there. 29 and Tedder Road. This is in Century. Large object now in the middle of the road. Well, I'm not sure what it is. Uh, drive with caution in that area. Again, that's Highway 29 and Tedder Road in Century. And certainly, if you have a traffic tip, text me 437-1620 News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. It's going to be a nice, warm, and humid day with temperatures rising near 76 degrees. There will be an isolated chance of a stray shower today, 20% chance of rain overall, otherwise mostly sunny skies. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 68. Rain chance increases slightly as you go into Friday in the afternoon and evening, otherwise mostly cloudy with a high on Friday near 80 degrees. Friday night, temperatures drop into the 50s, 55 degrees for your low. Sunshine returns for Saturday with highs in the low 70s. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR. TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Warning Weather Center. And right now it is 66 in Pensacola, partly cloudy skies, 69 in Gulf Breeze, and 62 in Milton. Our next news at 7. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. I'm Jennifer Koshenka with your Money Now. The U.S. and European Union are moving forward with crafting a trade agreement focused on critical minerals with President Biden and European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen expected to discuss tomorrow the plan to reduce their dependence on China. As part of the White House meeting on Friday, the U.S. and EU are aiming to announce that they're starting negotiations on the terms of such a deal, though U.S. officials say an announcement would only come after consultation with Congress. U.S. prosecutors are dropping felony fraud charges they brought against a former CEO of ice cream maker Bluebell Creameries in the wake of a 2015 listeria outbreak that led to three deaths. As part of the settlement, Paul Cruz Bluebell CEO from 2004 until 2017 will plead guilty to a misdemeanor charge over food safety violations and pay a $100,000 fine to avoid jail time. On Wall Street Futures, little changed. That's your money now. I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon Pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickness 
tightening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints, call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit creoninfo.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N-Info.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Ben McMillan. And I'm a chiropractor and the owner of Neal Clinic Comprehensive Healthcare. Are you tired of covering up your pain with medications and ready to find the source of your problem and fix it? Then tune in to the Pensacola Expert Panel live Friday mornings at 9 a.m. And I'll discuss how chiropractic care can help you. And if you miss Friday's show, you can listen to the replay Saturdays or anytime through the podcast. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620. Mom. Can I have some ice cream? I've got a better idea. Who wants to help me make something fun and healthy instead? Me! Eating smarter is easy and delicious. Interested in receiving healthy recipes and a whole lot more in your email? Then register at healthiestweightfl.com and learn more about all the small steps that you can take on the way to living healthy. This message is sponsored by the Ounce of Prevention Fund of Florida, the Florida Department of Health, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. News Radio 92.3 is Pensacola's radio home for informative, local, and dependable news and talk. Listen to local talk in your morning and afternoon drive. Local experts during the day with the Pensacola Expert Panel. And national talk with Brian Kilmeade and Dave Ramsey. Listen to local news and Fox News at the top and bottom of every hour. Along with WEAR News during your afternoon drive and at 10 p.m. We have your traffic on the fives during your commute. And when breaking news hits, we have you covered. News Radio 92.3, now heard on 95.3 and AM 1620. Destin area. One guy made it face out of the Destin area. So there's a lot of interest there. And so we had a good conversation. Uh, They asked, you know, kind of how we were tracking, what we expected on the site. I said, we expected jobs, jobs, and jobs. That's what we, that's what we expect on the site. I said, that's that's what's going to be given the higher weight, the higher priority. This is a Scambia County Administrator Wes Moreno yesterday talking with Commissioner Jeff Bergosh on his coffee with the commissioner talking about OLF8, the project on Nine Mile, where We've now got we've got two official offers, right? We've been working with them, and we got um, I don't know a kind of a vague additional number of offers or letters of interest or things like this. He was talking about one that he had just recently come across, and you know, trying to tell them what we expect on the site. And he said, "Jobs, jobs, jobs." We'll talk about that with him now. Uh, Wes Moreno joins us. Wes, uh, as always, thanks for joining us this morning on the Pensacola Morning News. Welcome, good to have you back. Hey Andrew, it's always good to be here, man. Hey, great to share with you. So, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the role of the critic skeptic here for just a second. Um, the critic skeptics, uh, the opponents, whatever, they heard the conversation about OLF8 in the county commission meeting where you had Stephen Barry say, you know, the spirit of the master plan, you know, as opposed to the actual master plan. Uh, that's something that Commissioner Bragash also picked up on and and seemed to like, and they seemed to emphasize the possibility of shifting the focus more towards what they've always uh, anticipated, which was jobs. And the other side, including Teresa Blackwell, said, no, wait, what? We have an agreement. And then 
now you're saying to this group, maybe from you know a little farther down the panhandle from us, uh, you're telling them, hey, the key is jobs, 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 as opposed to saying, well, we have this master plan. Make sure that you can do that. Reassure folks who are concerned about this that the master plan really is still the guiding document. It is. The master plan is a guiding document. Uh, it is there. It's in place. The only way you deviate from the master plan is by an action of the board, and I don't believe there's any appetite to, and, that, and as you said, the spirit of the master plan, I will tell you that there are things that will need to be modified, not not the multi-purpose development, but there, you know, there was, it doesn't appear to me that there was an engineer involved in, in, in the planning part, so, you know, we were going to have to triumph all over, we were going to build a road, even to build the road, the entrance road, we were going to have to modify the master plan a little bit the ordinance to build what we needed to build for the entrance road. So there will have to be some tweaks along the way to the master plan. I don't think we need to go tweak, tweak, tweak. I think we need to wrap it all up in one time and, and present it and have the public hearings. I think people will see and realize that, hey, okay, the board really is going to stick to a multi-purpose developed site, uh, you know, with a light industrial to the north and some commercial along Nine Mile and some uh, residential, some multifamily, and some amenities and green spaces. I mean, we're we're absolutely going to be sticking to to the multi-purpose development. Well, that's that's great. That's what I think. That's what people want to hear. And I know where they're coming from. Is they're like, well, show me the final details, and you know, then I'll believe you. But I, you know, that's that's encouraging to hear. Obviously, um, one of the other things you announced yesterday, or actually, it might have been Eric Gilmore, uh, director of public safety, announced yesterday was that the new fire truck that we have taken possession of it and put it through some of the paces um, uh, for the Paradise Beach uh, fire station that's going to be off of Highway 98 near the Sportsplex. Uh, for people who might not have been following this, can you give them just a little bit of a where we're at and how soon we could actually see something? Yeah, so uh, we did a phone call with the Navy. Uh, Commissioner Kohler uh, was in Jacksonville, and, and he had a meeting over there, and we dialed in, and uh, there's a, a piece of property there at the entrance to the sportplex, sportsplex, and it's, it's referred to as the Triangle. And so the Navy is willing to donate us that piece of property. Uh, it does have some wetland areas on it, but it doesn't seem to have many. And so we're doing our due diligence on that property to see what type of building uh, that we can put there to, for a firehouse. And that, that's, we're supposed to have that information back, I believe, by tomorrow. Uh, but we're always looking at a building, looking at a modular-type building. That's a fraction of the cost of a regular brick-and-mortar building, but yet would still meet the needs, meet all the wind loads and all the codes that they don't have to meet. And we can have that building fairly quickly. I say fairly quickly, I would say within at least 12 months. They bring it and they put it on the site. That's, that's, how, that's how it's done. And so... It's all coming together. We got the fire truck, the pumper trucks here. We're out getting it outfitted. Eric's put it through the paces. He's really impressed with it, likes it, says it's going to be fine. And so we'll get the triangle. If we want to get possession of the triangle, then it's a matter of doing the, the site engineering. And uh, yeah, I would say with, you know, within a year, 12 months, 
a year and a half, maybe we will have a fire presence back on Paradise Beach. Outstanding. Again, of course, Navy permitting, which we are, you know, optimistic about that, but Navy permitting. We're talking to Wes Moreno, Escambia County Administrator. Hang on for just a second, Wes. Let's get candy with traffic on the fives. Accident at Pace and Fairfield this morning near the Waterfront Rescue Mission. It doesn't look like it's too tied up, but it is a busy intersection. Watch for emergency crews on scene. And it looks like the debris has been picked up out of the roadway in Century. Uh, and certainly, if you know different, let us know. But we had a report that there was debris on the roadway, a large object, Highway 29 in Tedder Road in Century. It looks like it has been removed. Certainly, if you know different or you have a traffic tip, 437-1620, text them in. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to West Moreno, Escambia County Administrator. So uh, just a question, and I don't know the answer to this. Um, if it is such a cost savings and you can make these modular buildings do whatever you want them to do, uh, why didn't we go that option for the nine mile fire station that just got put up or is just I, honestly, I don't I haven't been out there, so it could be up. I'm not quite sure where we're at on that, but that's a build from scratch, not a modular, yeah, it's, right? It's, it's, that is a build from scratch. A modular um, came about my facilities uh, director, Rob Hogan, he started doing some research and he came across uh, this particular company and, and they happened to be going to erect one of these. Uh, modular buildings for a firehouse in pace and so we're absolutely going to go over there and take a look at that and and see how it works and i started looking into them for other uses such as uh small community centers and such yeah uh you know it it seems to provide us a great option to because we can outfit them to do it to be anything a community center or just a meeting space or a firehouse or a firehouse slash community center uh, you can do all kinds of things uh, with these buildings, so it seems. And so it's something we, that we want to look into and pursue because if we can do this and, and save a lot of money, we'll actually expedite quite a few projects for us. Yeah, and I mean, I assume shorter time frame too, so both good. And uh, so what I hear you saying is we just weren't really aware that was an option. We became aware, and so now that's kind of what we're pursuing for the future. But great. Um, oh, I had a, a friend ask me a question, and again, I haven't had eyes on it, so I'm not sure of the status, but uh, he says that um, basically since Sally, the Pensacola beer, uh, pier, the, the main fishing pier, has had all kinds of problems with it, that you know boards are not what they should be, some are rotting, and then at the end, like um, where you you know grab Ling off of the end there, that you can't, like it's, it's, it's the, the barrier's down and it's just not functionally usable. Can you tell me why it's, if that's all true, why it's that way and when we should expect to see repairs back to normal? So we are at 60% design on that pier. Um, you know, you go through a FEMA process and all their FEMA approvals and you get to the point of, of going into the design and they have to review the, the, the design each step of the way. It's just, a, it's just their process. Um, but we are at 60% plans and hoping driving hard to put that out for bid probably around July or yeah, around July so that we can be ready to issue an NTP hopefully around the end of September or October and let it drive on through what is supposedly the, the slow season on the beach. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, but they are, they are working hard, hard to get that. Uh, okay. So we, bring, this is, this is not going to be truck. fixed right away, but this is why the process has been taking so long. Okay. Well, that's helpful. Always helpful to understand. Uh, summer youth employment program. You guys are in the midst of that, but it closes Friday, the application portal, right? Yep, sure does close this Friday. That's such a great program. Uh, one of Commissioner May's initiatives, and you know, I think we had something uh, 150, I think, close to last year, and we look for that again this year, maybe not more. 
Uh, it's such a good exposure for the youth to come into county government, see what we do, all the different aspects and facets of county government. Uh, you know, you can, we do a lot of things. We do a lot of different things, a lot of interesting things, and uh, we do them well. Uh, it's, so it's good for them to, to get in with our staff and, and get a little bit of experience, and some of them hang with us and, you know, come on permanent, and some of them move on to other things. But uh, but it's a good program. It does give them a, a good look into their local government. No, I think it's a great program. The city does the same thing, and, you know, it's always a good opportunity for the kids. Um, you guys did some uh, animal search and rescue disaster response training last week. Is that right? Yeah. So we got a, we received a grant from ASCPA, and John Robinson, our uh, animal services director, is, uh, I think, one of the best around. He is just really on on the cutting edge of these things. And it's something, it's a vision of his to, to put uh, a team together, emergency response rescue team together to help out in different disasters and, and scenarios, whether it be here locally or, or maybe somewhere else. But it's been a need of ours. You know, it's uh, people don't realize just the, how many animals, large and small, that, uh, that we contend with there through animal services, especially during like a hurricane or a tornado or a flooding event or whatever it may be. So we got the grant, and through this grant, we've been able to put a team together and then give them specialized training. No, that's fantastic. And as you said, it's the kind of thing that, you know, it's important work. It may not happen all that often, but it's, you got to be prepared when it does happen. Uh, last thing, people are always complaining about litter. You talked about this a little bit yesterday with Commissioner Bragash, but uh, you took a moment to give people a sense of the scope <laughs> of the problem and the work that is done yeah. by public works. Tell us. Public Works has picked up 82,640-something bags of litter. That's 82,640-something bags of litter. We pick up litter Over, over how much day, time? You know, that's probably a year's time. Oh, that's my God. a 12-month period. And, uh, and that does not include the heavy bulk, the bulk waste that we pick up with the grapple trucks. That's just bags of litter. You know, we got a call yesterday in, in District 3 and Somebody cleaned the house out and dumped it all out on the right of way. And uh, I guess it had been there. You know, we don't have osmosis, so we don't know if that <laughs> happens unless somebody calls and tells us, you know. And so the, the, if some of the citizens, you know, they get upset and they want to call the news and all these. Just call us, man. We'll come get it. And we did. We went over there with our grapple trucks and our inmate crews, and we got it all cleaned up. But it, it's a problem. I don't understand. I don't understand the people who litter. I, I, I same. I don't even know if I can make myself throw a cup out the window. I know, same, but, exact uh, same I, for me. Wow. Well, that's a, that's amazing. That's, a, that's an amazing picture of the volume of it. Um, but wow. All right. Well, Wes Moreno, as always, very good information. Thank you for the stuff that you're doing for the county and for sharing some time with us this morning, man. I appreciate. It. I know it's a uh, there's a lot that goes on, and uh, you've been doing a really good job as county administrator. So I appreciate it. We'll talk to you again next week, sir. Uh, thank you, Andrew. We'll see you. Absolutely. 652 on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. Is your house making you sick? If you have high indoor humidity levels due to excess moisture, it could be. High humidity levels cause mold, mildew, and bacterial growth, among other things, and are very hazardous to your health. If you have condensation on your vents or windows, blistering paint, or cupping hardwood floors, it's time to call Southern Climate Solutions. They'll customize a permanent solution to control your indoor environment, eliminating the hazards of high humidity and excess moisture. Find them online at southernclimatesolutions.com.
you know, when you get to your looking at your lawn in the summer and you're happy and it's lush and it's green, it's a great feeling. It's not such a great feeling when you're like, oh, don't look at my lawn. <laughs> I don't I don't understand what's happening, but it's not pretty. Okay, well, that's why you get a hold of Vensec, not in June, but now. Because what they can do is they can come out and look at your lawn and they can, you know, figure out what exactly your specific lawn needs to get that healthy, lush uh, look to it. And, you know, they've got eight applications that are time program targeted for your lawn and the specific characteristics of your lawn over the year. Uh, it's easy to get started with a free lawn analysis. Obviously, having them come look at it doesn't cost you anything. Soil sample tells you what specific things are needed for your lawn. Fertilizer applications with each standard service. Seasonal pre-emergent weed control, broadleaf and grassy weed control, insect control, fungicide, and uh, they offer aeration, sod and plugging, and even grass type recommendations if that's appropriate for you. Sign up today. Your first lawn application is free with any new annual lawn program, and that includes the soil sample, lime treatment on an average yard. Also, NSEC is now hiring. So if you're looking for a good career, they need pest and lawn technicians in Pensacola, Mobile, Baldwin County, and Panama City. Great pay and benefits, 401k health insurance, and opportunities for advancement. Apply at workwithensecensec.com. Parents usually know if their children will argue over their inheritance, but this can be prevented. I'm Wesley Odom with Armand Advisors. No one wants to see their wealth wasted away because of poor planning. I've assisted several clients with estate planning ideas and sometimes have served as trustee or executor upon their death. Give me a call at 497-6167. Armada Advisors is charting a better course. Do you want better health, not the gym or diets? Think of the one thing that everyone has in common that's the foundation of your body, your bones. You need Osteo Strong. Osteo Strong, it's not a gym, diet, supplements, pharmaceuticals, or a medical treatment. It's a scientifically backed concept with proven technology to help you improve your overall health. Osteo Strong helps many improve bone density, posture, balance, athletic performance, and less joint and back pain. Call Osteo Strong today and start feeling better in Pensacola and Gulf Breeze. Wherever you are, you can listen to News Radio Pensacola on the radio at 92.3, 95.3, or AM 1620. National average for a gallon of gas, 346. Florida's 332. Man, that hit up a bunch. Texas is over three bucks again at 306. And California almost at five bucks at 492. East and west of the Walmarts in Navarre, 318 East, 319 West. If you're going through Tiger Point, the uh, Liberty Station has 321, 335 in Gulf Breeze proper at several stations. 325 at the Raceway in Milton, 315 at the uh, the Murphy across the street from the Walmart, 315. Wow, 335 at one station pace at the Circle K, 315 reported at the Cumberland Farms, Tom Thumb. Uh, get over to Pensacola. Looks like you've got Walmart has 315, 319 at the Walmart Murphy station in front of uh, in front of it on US 29. Coming in from the southwest side, uh, 315 at the TNC on Navy. 
656 here on News Radio 923. Candy's got traffic for you, Candy. An accident at Pace and Fairfield in the Waterfront Rescue Mission. It looks like it may have been moved off to the side. Doesn't look like it's tying things up too much. And, and certainly, if you see an accident or a slowdown, 437 1620, you can text it in. Uh, News Radio 923, informative, local, and dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? President Biden is rolling out his budget proposal during a stop in Philadelphia today. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean Pierre says the spending plan would cut the deficit by $3 trillion over 10 years. Uh, The plan, though, likely dead on arrival in Congress. Norfolk Southern CEO Alan Shaw is set to brief the Senate Committee on on Environment and Public Works this morning after recent high-profile train derailments, including last month's uh, toxic train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. And uh, Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene reportedly is organizing a trip to the Washington, D.C. jail where Capitol riot defendants are being held. Greene's working with House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer on scheduling the visit. Comer says it'll be open to any member of Congress, Republican or Democrat. Very good. 658 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Time for future news, where Candy whispers and I tell you at regular volume uh, <laughs> what we think is going to happen in the future. Absolutely. All right, Santa Rosa County meeting today. Sam Parker is chairing as the vice chair because Colton Wright is out of town in D.C. Uh, is it going to go smoothly or is it going to be a, a madhouse? Smoothly. Oh, <laughs> nice. No, it's uh, it's going to be Charlton Heston level. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be horrible. Um, will he make a statement? Yes. Yeah. Will it diffuse the situation? Yes. Yeah, uh, but not fully. People are going to have what they're going to have, unfortunately. Uh, will he apologize in any way? Of course he will. I, th- I think there will be something like that. I think, I mean, Sam is a very, you know, diplomatic guy. I think there will be something like that. Uh, peer repairs. By next Oh, my winter? gosh. Yeah, oh I didn't my God, know that. Really? Yeah, I thought it would be a little shorter, but that's, yeah. you know. FEMA. We certainly appreciate everything that you guys do. My goodness. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll be, like but it's going to be a while. I like talking to Wes because it's like, oh, goodness. Yeah. You don't realize and, it takes And he so understands much. that stuff. Yeah. That's exactly right. OLF 8 master plan. Will it be honored? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Well, just watch. <laughs> Trust but verify. <laughs> you know, that's kind of my day. And uh, pa- uh, the um, Paradise Beach Fire Station, uh, is that basically going to be up and running probably within about a year? I hope so. I, I, it's, I, it's I never want to presume on the Navy. I never want to presume the Navy is going to say yes. There's no reason to say no. <laughs> but And I'm going to assume they're going to say yes. And so everything is going to be uh, uh, just fine. Right. I, Anchors I away. We're yeah, going to be just be fantastic. No. Okay, very good. Uh, will we ever for sure know the origins of COVID-19? No. We'll be pretty likely. Your home for Dave.